Hi, this is Matt from Clear Nutrition for You. Nutrition is a passion of mine, and I believe it can set a foundation for you to build healthy routines and habits for the rest of your life. Not only do I hope you enjoy this podcast and get a couple laughs, but I also want it to assist you on your journey of health and fitness. Enjoy. Welcome to another Clear Nutrition for You podcast. Hope everybody's doing well. Really excited about today's episode. Um, I talked to E.C. Sinkowski. She runs Optimize Me Nutrition and definitely someone I've looked up to from a nutrition standpoint. You know, she talks a lot about her goal of making nutrition simple and finding the elegance in it the way that CrossFit has found the elegance in keeping people fit. Um, and I share that passion. You know, nutrition can be super complicated, but it really comes down to some few basic principles. And she does such a great job of of pulling those together in a nice, eloquent way. So I really hope you enjoy our conversation. I know I did. I hope you take away a couple of things to do differently. Um, you can reach EC at Optimize Me Nutrition uh, on all locations, the internet, Instagram, Facebook, all of that kind of good stuff. So if you're interested in learning more about what she's doing, definitely reach out. Enjoy our conversation. After listening to this podcast, I realized I need to give everybody else a little bit of update on the 10 principles of nutrition. I've looked at them so many times I forget that people don't know them. So I'm going to go through these, but I'm really going to, again, encourage people to go find OptimizeMeNutrition.com or to follow EC at OptimizeMeNutrition so you can see these. Um, But the first principle is the quality of food you eat in calories or the quantity of food you eat in calories determines your weight. So the second one is the quantity of food you eat in macronutrients. So we're talking carbs, fat, protein determines your body composition. The third principle is timing only matters to the extent it affects quantity of food you eat. The fourth principle is the quality of food as determined by micronutrient density determines your health. Number five, it's never one thing. So true, never one thing in the diet makes a difference. Six, all diets control quantity to varying levels of precision. Seven, I think this is a great one. It's the truth for everybody. Sustainability is the most important factor in diet selection. Eight, the universal diet problem is processed food. 100%. The universal diet problem is processed food. That's principle eight. Nine is your diet can't be validated. So everybody's diet is a little different and cannot be validated. And number 10 there are diminishing returns on attaining perfection in nutrition. So anyway, uh, I hope that helps as you listen to our conversation. If I, but I would really encourage everybody to go look at her stuff at optimizemenutrition.com. Thanks. So first, um, thanks again for taking the time to come and talk with me. Um, just as a little bit of an introduction, my guest today is E.C. Sinkowski. Did I say your name correctly? 
Yes, you've got it. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. So EC runs Optimize Me Nutrition. She holds an MS in human nutrition and functional medicine, is a certified level four CrossFit coach, um, and used to be on the CrossFit staff. Um, I'm really excited about having her today. Everybody that knows me and knows what I like to talk about knows I like to talk about nutrition and food. And um, this is somebody that I have really uh, admired a lot of the stuff that you've put up on Instagram and some of your posts and some of your blogs. And um, so I'm just really excited about having you today. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so uh, first, a couple of just little things is you live in a great place, Boulder. I used to live in Arvada. Um, okay. So I've been to Boulder a lot and uh, you live in a great spot. It's just awesome. Yeah, I can't complain. I've been here about three years. It's really beautiful. Yeah, uh -huh. it's, it's, it's an awesome spot. Um, I live in Florida, so I get okay. to live near the ocean. We, I always used to joke that if Boulder had an ocean, it would be the perfect place. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, so um, anyway, the, the reason I had EC on is, like I said, the thing that I've really appreciated about her is she takes uh, nutrition, which can be super complex, and I think puts it down to pretty um, simple terms. And one of the things you talk a lot about are these 10 principles of nutrition. Mm -hmm. um, and I was hoping you could talk a little bit about kind of um, how you came up with the 10 principles, what's the goal behind the 10 principles, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I've kind of been ruminating on this idea about principles for a long time. Um, and it really was triggered during my CrossFit tenure when we were doing training for our seminar staff position and really working on our ability to answer questions from the audience effectively. And one of my colleagues, a lot of people in the CrossFit community know him, Adrian Bosman, was really good at this. And it was like, hey, understand what concept the athlete doesn't understand um, overall in terms of kind of biomechanics and why they couldn't kind of answer their own question. It kind of comes back to some like, you know, theme or principle about movement. And so that really started framing the way that I was thinking about nutrition as well. And I found that generally people weren't understanding kind of these underlying principles of physiology and they were trying to track too much on the details. You know, they were trying to learn everything in nutrition independently, like well, insulin does this and vitamin D does this and <laughs> et cetera and so forth. And so um, it kept coming back to kind of reteaching these, these principles. And so ultimately that's how I developed them. Great. Um, and, um, you know, I, I'll definitely post the principles for everybody, but is there a, um, an order that they go in or is there a, a, a reason that they were pulled together in that the way that you pulled them together? You know, I think I actually started with, with more than 10 and it was kind of whittling them down in the explanation of them to come to 10. It kind of worked out nicely to be 10, uh -huh. but there is no real order to them. In fact, principle seven, sustainability is the most important factor in diet selection could arguably be first. Um, but I found that this was, the way that I think made the most sense to present them and learn them. Um, so there's not necessarily order of importance, but I think in terms of introducing concepts of physiology, this order does help. I agree. Like I, I love uh, one, three, and four, how they tie together. I know skipped, I skipped over two, but um, <laughs> because those tend to be like you, you tend to talk to people and they either, either only want to talk about calories or they only want to talk about their macronutrients or they're only talking about, oh, I'm paleo and I'm getting enough new, you know, micronutrients. But um, 
it's, I love the idea that you have to think about all of that in order to have a good plan. Yeah, yeah, and that was it. And that that's also kind of summarized in principle five. You know, people will, you know, again, want to know about vitamin D for, you know, whatever, bone health. And it's like, okay, that's great, but you know, what about magnesium? And what about protein? And what about calories? So it's it's really kind of giving people this idea that like, yeah, we can learn one thing at a time. The system doesn't work in, in one thing at a time. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we were talking about the idea of um, calories, macronutrients, micronutrients, and I was asking, is there um, a place where people tend to get more confused or a place where you tend to try and um, spend more time talking with people? Yeah, you know, I think it, it kind of depends their experience to date. You know, if they're coming out of doing the macros diet, they, they probably have a good sense of kind of calories and macronutrients and might be focusing more on timing or supplements or something like that. Um, and so I think principle five maybe gets a little less love than the other ones, but it, it really does become the one that I always have to keep reminding people. It's like, hey, we can learn about vitamin D and magnesium, but we always have to remember that there's a much bigger system of all of this coming together that really matters. Yeah. You know, I struggle with that a lot with the people that I talk with because they'll want to talk with me about um, things like, like you said, vitamin D, or they want to talk about what should the pre-post-workout be, and what should, uh, I don't know, that kind of thing. And, um, and they'll get frustrated because I'll say, well, how many vegetables did you eat today? Um, how, I mean, do you, do you run into that or how do you, what's your experience with that? Yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> all the time. Um, and I think some of that's just sort of, they're inundated with so much information. Um, that it's hard to discern where to start and they just read an article about supplementation and they just read a an article about you know post-workout nutrition um so yeah so i always have to <clears throat> kind of keep bringing them back to basics and <clears throat> excuse me and a lot of it i just you know i have enough i guess experience and knowledge of the literature that i'm also able to knock down some of those claims pretty quickly uh -huh. so i think that's where some of that can help, you know, and it's like claiming about muscle protein synthesis and post-workout windows. It's like, I can talk about that. And so I think sometimes that can help redirect them as well. Um, but yeah, I definitely face those issues. And, 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 um, and I know, you know, you're one of your big things is, is this 800 gram challenge and, and talking about the quality mm -hmm. of the of people's diets. And maybe you could explain what's the 800 gram challenge and how does that fit into what you do and that kind of stuff too. Sure. So the 800 gram challenge is to eat 800 grams by weight of fruits and vegetables each day. It doesn't matter which fruits and veggies the person wants to pick. And it also doesn't matter if they weigh it cooked, canned, frozen, or fresh. And I think the real key thing um, when people first hear this is that they then continue to eat whatever else they want as well. So there's no restrictions or eliminations. It's focusing on getting this healthy daily dose of fruits and veggies each day and, um, and then not really worrying about the rest. And so the 800 gram challenge is one method to implement my principles. And, and really all the different diets we see out there are just different ways to implement the principles. Now, I happen to be a little, a little bit biased towards the 800 gram challenge and kind of consider it my first step for people because I think it tackles multiple of the principles at once. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's still one way to approach this nutrition thing. And um... And you said it, you think it tackles multiple of the principles at once. Which, which principles do you think it goes after by focusing on that? Yeah. One, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, 
It, um, and yeah, so I, I mean, at least one through eight, I could make cases for the other two as well. <laughs> yeah, it, um, it's so um, interesting to me because again, I agree with you. Like everybody that knows me knows we will talk about vegetables all day long, you know, all day long. Right. Um, and, um, but it's just not so sexy, you know? People right. just, it's just not sexy. They don't want to talk about that, you know? Correct. <laughs> I mean, I think it's sort of true of, you know, uh, CrossFit, right? Like, yep. hard work isn't sexy. I mean, you know, in some ways they've made it sexy by having athletes that look great. Um, but, right. you know, yeah, it's sort of true in any business. I think it's true of entrepreneurship. I think there's a lot of things that on the exterior seem sexy, but when you get to the heart of people that are successful, it always comes back to people talking about the fundamentals and really hard work, you know, and that's ultimately what, you know, I'm trying to sell in nutrition because that is what works. Yeah. It's uh, the one thing that I always kind of talk about with people that has such a challenge with nutrition too, is just that, you know, the gym is one hour of your day and, you know, you go for an hour and then what you do the rest of the day is kind of what you do the rest of the day, but you don't get that luxury with food. You know, it's the, uh, you, you don't ever get like, well, I just have to worry about this one hour. It's kind of like all 24 hours make a difference. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's um, really what comes in with principle seven and it's like, you know, sustainability is the most important factor. Like I can talk all day about fruits and veggies, but if somebody can only mentally adhere to the carnivore diet, which I actually think there's very few people who can, but let's say that people really love it and that's what they can do you know, I have to accept the trade-off that I think it's a, a less optimal nutrition paradigm because that's what they can sustain. You know, eating 800 grams of fruits and vegetables might be more healthy, but if they can't do it for more than one day, then, you know, we've sort of <laughs> lost the point of it. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean, the consistency thing is just so important. It's just showing up every day for that kind of stuff. And if people can't do it, then there's no point, right? Right, right. So, you know, and I think that's where some of the experience that coaching has really helped frame my nutrition framework. You know, I think sometimes um, people that really get into the physiology can kind of lose that aspect of it. And I'm thankful that I had so much experience coaching. Now, a lot of it was experience coaching CrossFit, but there's still, you have to ride this balance of finding where you can get buy-in and success while also driving change, right? And it, right. it often means that you're not actually starting <laughs> anywhere close to what where you want them to be <laughs> yeah yeah that's so interesting right because you know you, you you have somebody come in and you're teaching them whatever um you know a pull-up and you don't say well gosh you have to do a pull-up today you say well let's come up with some you know modifications and some things to help build the strength so eventually you might get there but maybe you won't you know your version of a pull-up just might be different than somebody else's pull-up too totally and, and that's where i see I think there's kind of this divide where I would love more coaches to put on their coaching hat for nutrition. It's like, yeah, optimum is, you know, really high quality and not overeating. And maybe we do that with macros or whatever, mm -hmm. combined with the 800 gram challenge, combined with locally sourced, you know, right, whatever. Right, right. But it's like, yeah, I mean, if, if they're not even having any fruits and vegetables, I mean, we can't start there. So it's, it's just applying those principles to nutrition. Huh. So that's interesting. So you, so if someone came and said, I'm not interested in fruits and vegetables, you'd say, well, would you be interested in keeping track of how much protein and carbohydrates you'd eat and try that as a tactic? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I mean, somebody asked me, cause you know, I'm not sure if you're familiar with lazy macros, which is essentially the 800 gram challenge. And then we also add a protein target, yeah. kind of the next step from the 800 gram challenge. And 
somebody asked me, you know, why don't you start with protein? Um, and I think there are some cases where I would. I think I get less um, overall benefit. I think I can get more bang for my buck with most people when I focus on fruits and veggies than protein. Yeah. But I can imagine a case where maybe I first get the buy-in with protein. And that's where we can't be so dogmatic with our beliefs that it's like, no, 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 it's only the 800 gram challenge. It's like, no, 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 it's where do I make progress? Right. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Um, one of the other things that you have on here that I think is a great principle of this idea is this like process, you know, no processed food and processed food is kind of the enemy. I, I don't know. I have my notes. So I, that's another one. I just, um, gosh, I just spend so much time talking with people about just processed food and, and, mm -hmm. and, and I'm curious when you think about why you call out processed food, what are the, the key things when you think about like, this is why I'm so concerned about processed food. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> It is interesting. I think a lot of people struggle with, with weight. Um, and of course that's tied to health and performance. So I don't want to make this all an aesthetic conversation, but you know, they trend together. So many people are struggling with weight and they really don't understand why, and they don't see the similarities in the foods they're eating. You know, they may be buying these quote healthy protein bars and healthy veggie chips. And then when you look at the caloric density of them, they're the same as ice cream or a candy bar. Uh -huh. And so marketing has done a phenomenal job to confuse people about <laughs> what to eat out there. And it's so ubiquitous. I mean, I have this in the course and the principles. I mean, think about anywhere you go, including like bedding stores and gas stations and the bank like you can't get out without being offered some sort of snack <laughs> so it's the combination of how commonplace they are and how calorically dense they are that people don't have to eat that much to really set themselves back diet wise um and this is really the ultimate problem i mean somebody might be eating too many veggie chips and the other person might be eating too much ice cream and they think they have different problems and so it's really trying to just let people know, no, no, we're all kind of struggling with the same thing. And we're even all struggling with it from the standpoint of people that aren't trying to lose weight. I'm going to tell you that people that are lean, fit, and healthy, the problems in their diet are still the calorically dense goodies. It's not that they're eating too much broccoli. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. It, the, and you, you read all those statistics about how much money, you know, food marketing is and us spent on that and all that kind of stuff. And it's just scary to think about how much effort people put into getting that stuff into your body. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And I really don't have a good answer for it in terms of regulation and all of that stuff. I mean, you know, free market has some pretty good strength. So, yeah. so I'm not really sure of the best system to go about this. You need to it. find a new uh, advertising firm for the broccoli industry. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I think there can be some things, I don't know, you know, you know, sugar tax type stuff or changing the way that labeling's allowed, you know, right now, you know, the nutrition label, first of all, it's a little bit obtuse, but second of all, they're allowed to put it on the back and behind. So it's yeah. like, well, of course no one, you know, knows what this means. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, I don't really have the full solution yet. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it, uh, I mean, not, not to just only talk about COVID-19, but the, one of my hopes in this is, is that it's just coming so clear that a lot of this has to do with lifestyle choices, how sick, you know, your chances of getting sick and that kind of stuff. And I, I hope that's one of the um, stories that come out of this as we get through it is to help people understand that there, there probably is some lifestyle, not probably, there is some lifestyle stuff that people could do to, to minimize their risk for this kind of thing. You know, I, I, I just totally. hope that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, 
obviously we're still learning about COVID, um, but there's going to be some genetic predisposition to it. I know early on they were talking about different blood types are affected. I, I haven't tracked on that right now and all that stuff. So you may have a genetic predisposition that makes COVID horrific for you. Yeah. In that case, I would still want that person to go into COVID having a great 5K time and a good deadlift and eating fruits and vegetables. Yes. That's the best we can do for them absent of a vaccine or a treatment, right? So it's like, yeah, you might be genetically predisposed to something, but you give yourself the best shot by addressing these lifestyle and diet factors. And I do hope that's a small silver lining of that, of this. Um, I think I, I had a post recently, and it, it's unfortunate that the way we define health for the most part is the absence of disease. And so someone can have, be, have pre-diabetes and be, still be considered healthy. And, and I really don't think that's a, a good paradigm. Yeah. It, um, I mean, I've, you know, I'm a CrossFit geek, you know, I, I've right. been doing it for a long time and I, I fully drank everything that there is CrossFit. And I just love that spectrum of kind of sick to fit that I, I talk about that with people all the time, you know, because there is just this, you know, whether it's you're hedging yourself against the disease or however you want to say it. But um, just like you said, I mean, no matter what your genes are, you can do some stuff to make yourself, you know, I always say just harder to kill, um, whatever that looks like. Just you're, you're harder to kill, whether someone's tracking you down or whether this disease is tracking you down, you just want to make yourself harder to kill, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I just love that stuff. So, um, great. So I, I, I have a little silly question for you here. Um, okay. Which is, um, if we were to think of a CrossFit workout that you would best, that you think best describes your nutrition strategy. What, mm. what workout would that be? Yeah, Helen. Helen, I did Helen this morning. <laughs> Helen to me is like the most beautiful workout there is. Um, I've done Helen probably more, you know, I've done CrossFit since January, 2006. I've done Helen, I don't know, <laughs> hundreds of times, hundreds yeah. of times um, and different variations, of course. And, and one of the reasons I picked that one and I picked it probably pretty quickly, you know, we've got the three different modalities represented. It's wildly potent. It's short, it's effective. Um, and you could say that a lot about a lot of CrossFit workouts, yeah. but I think the combination of it is just so beautiful and elegant. And that's, I don't know if you saw the TEDx talk I did, but that's sort of it with nutrition is I'm really trying to bring some elegance and simplicity. And I think CrossFit has done that um, in fitness. And I'd love to be able to bring that in some level to nutrition. Well, I'm going to say, I think you really, I, I, I think you're doing a great job. Um, I mean, I've, you know, obviously follow lots of people with nutrition, but I think your stuff is so simple and gets at some of the the things that people just that are they're confused about and it breaks it down to a nice simple little thought. So, um, awesome. and I have watched your Ted talk and all of that stuff. And I, and I just think you're doing a great job with that. I appreciate it a ton. Oh, cool. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. I appreciate it a ton. Um, anyway, I wanted to say thanks again for being on and thanks for talking to me about nutrition and, um, it, how would people get a hold of you or find out about what you've got going on? Yeah. Uh, OptimizeMeNutrition.com. That's the same handle on my social media platforms. That's also where they can find more info on that masterclass with the principles. Awesome. Great. Um, I'm just going to say, well, you know, I, um, I, I sent you in my mess, in my bio, like I've been doing CrossFit for a, a long time. And um, mm -hmm. I found CrossFit when I was like in my mid thirties and I had two kids and I actually lived in Arvada. And, um, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and um, 
did it in my garage, you know, for a long, long, for a while. And then I moved to Minnesota. And again, I'm just in my garage doing it. And I, I consumed so much YouTube CrossFit, you know, in those first six or seven years or eight years oh, or whatever yeah. it was before there was an affiliate, you know, within even, I don't know, 10 miles of me. Um, right. And I can remember seeing, you know, your stuff. And I think it's just really cool that I've got to now got a chance to actually talk to you because I, I mean, I've, I've watched you a lot on YouTube um, along with other people like, like you brought up Adrian Bosman. I mean, those are all <laughs> kind of neat cool. to get to be able to, to, to just have a little bit of a CrossFit uh, experience for me. So again, I really want to say thanks about that. Very cool. Thanks so much. All right. Well, we'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks to everybody for listening and thanks EC for taking the time to talk with me. I hope everybody enjoyed that. Uh, and if you have any further thoughts or questions, please reach out to me at matt at clearnutritionforyou.com or you can find me on Instagram at clearnutritionforyou. Or if you're interested in learning more about what EC has got going on with Optimize Me Nutrition, you can find her on Instagram at Optimize Me Nutrition, and I would recommend you following her there. Um, and then also you can find her on the internet at Optimize Me Nutrition, where you can learn more about her master's class and the training she puts on to help you learn more and get better at uh, nutrition. Hope everybody does well. And uh, like I always end these things with, eat real food. Have a great day.